0: So, Elliot, to try the new Star Wars-themed menu at Denny's, what did you think?
1: It was like a scene out of a movie, okay? So, I got the core reactor pancakes, which were essentially pancakes with with strawberry syrup and a big dollop of whipped cream and then they give you a little cup of pop rocks to pour over the pancakes and then they give you another cup of syrup to pour over the pop rocks to make them go off it was like a sugar overload you know like that scene in elf when uh, buddy elf was having spaghetti with marshmallows and chocolate syrup and pop tarts
0: but, you know, that actually could have been a lot worse because when you said it was like a scene out of a movie, I was thinking of the scene in the, the movie Aliens.
1: Bring some water! Water my ass! Bring this guy some Pepto
0: The following
1: is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. They bought their tickets, they knew what they were getting into.
0: I say, let them crash. Geek Cattergeek with Keith Conrad and Elliot Serrado. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here This is the war room
1: Well, maybe it's one of those other shows Like Outer Limits Confuse the Twilight Zone with the Outer Limits? Do you even know me?
0: Geek Counter Geek number 117. I'm Keith Conrad, alongside uh, Elliot Serrano, at Keith R. Conrad, at Elliot Serrano, at Geek Counter Geek, and then uh, Facebook.com slash Geek Counter Geek. Uh, follow us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, rate us, leave a, uh, a comment so people actually find this thing, and... Um, so so okay. So you tried the uh, the, the the one uh, sugar overload. Are you actually going to try any more of the uh, the Star Wars menu, or are you are you pretty much tagging out at this point?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go back
0: for the uh, blaster
1: burger. Uh, It's funny because I I walked into the Denny's fully intending to get the Blaster Burger. It was after work. I was kind of tired. I had a coupon, right? And I walked in and I'm about to sit down. And there's something about when you sit down in a diner and the waitress asks, what what would you like to drink? The first thing you say is give me a cup of coffee, Mm -hmm. right? Which I did. But then I sat down, looked at my menu options, and I go, I can't have coffee with a burger. You will I mean, literally no, never yeah. sleep ever again. No, never. Plus, because I'm old, but I'm not that old, and everyone knows that when you're a senior, you have coffee with a filet of fish sandwich. Obviously. So, right. So I decided to go with, like, again, the, the core reactor pancakes, which were uh, pretty good, pretty decent. Um, when you compare the price of the Han Solo menu items, they're not ridiculously priced, but you know they're, they're about on level with everything else on the menu. Um, to me, as I was looking at those pancakes, I just kept thinking about how when we were kids we wanted to do that kind of thing you know you just wanted to add candy to your breakfast (laughs) and your parents said no you can't do that can't have candy
0: for breakfast and now a major restaurant chain is offering that and so it was that america's Mm -hmm. war on obesity ended Yeah, it was, and it was not good.
1: Well, actually, it's just the the. the it's like the, at the end of the Last Jedi, where we learn that the war against the Empire and evil is never going to end. I mean, it's just going to go on and on and on and on. So it's like, like I was say, a friend of mine said earlier once to me, said, "Um, it's not Star Wars. I mean, it's Star Wars, not Star Peace. It's always going to be <laughs> at war. So America will always be at war." against you know high fructose corn syrup and no seriously it was they were pop rocks added pop rocks to pancakes that had syrup on them and if your pop rocks didn't you know pop enough for you they gave you even more syrup to pour on top to get the pop rocks to to go off and then you're eating pancakes with pop rocks on them, and and I could feel them going off in my mouth, you know. And I'm saying, ten year old Elliot would have loved it. Ten year old Elliot would have been like, "This is the greatest thing in the world." Ten
0: year old Elliot would have had that for dinner every day, <laughs> every day.
1: You know, present day Elliot is like, oh, my God, I think I just became a diabetic. So, <laughs> you know, um, but I will go back for the core react, uh, not the core reactor. Uh, I will go back for the Blaster Burger, which I think is the only thing left that I really want to try. I got um, some of the trading cards that they're selling, and I only got them because a portion of the, the proceeds of the cards goes towards the No Child Hungry Fund. Oh, that's a good cause, right? And then I got a sippy cup. I got the the Han Solo sippy cup. You know, has a the cap with you know has a little lid that looks like the Millennium Falcon with a little straw. So, you know, and that's just going to be for the nights when Drunk Elliot doesn't want to spill
0: anything. We call those uh, weeknights. Weeknights, exactly. Uh, So I don't know if you were paying attention, but uh, our friends at uh, Westworld and uh, by the way, uh, anytime we mention uh, Westworld, it's my time to be a smug know-it-all and remind you that I I kept telling you to watch Westworld and you didn't believe me for like months on end and then you, you saw it and liked it.
1: I I loved it. No, that was one of those cases I, and I am this is one of those cases where I'm really psyched for the new season. Although I can tell the, the HBO folks uh they're they're screwing with
0: us. They're screwing with us real fans. I think so and the the premiere is uh the 22nd, I believe. So we're actually not very far away at all. No, I'm 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 ready. My my body is ready. Uh, and uh, so so they posted this uh, video. It's um you know oh probably you know 20 25 minutes long i think uh close to a half hour and uh, it starts off looking they basically say okay you know you guys are so great at, at at uh you know figuring out who william was that we're just going to come right out and tell you uh what's in the show this this season and it starts with this uh the this, this scene showing uh, bernard washing up on a uh, on a beach and um You you actually think that they're actually spoiling season two of of Westworld until you get about a minute and a half into it, and uh, suddenly this happens.
1: We're no strangers to love. You know the rules and so commitment's what I'm thinking of. You wouldn't get this from any other guy. I just want to tell you how I'm feeling. Gotta make you understand. Never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. Never gonna run.
0: And then it's about 20 minutes of just a dog with the Westworld thing <laughs> playing in the background.
1: Oh, man, that is so wrong. That is so wrong. OK, so there are things that are getting out of hand right now. All right. The American chopper meme. All right. Yes. Which doesn't want to go away and keeps finding a new form of it. Right. OK. Um, steamed hams Oh no, <laughs> steamed hams can keep going forever it, it apparently will And I'm just waiting for the Westworld Steamed hams mashup okay? Oh that totally needs to happen Right <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the Westworld
0: folks Rickroll us, fine You know, cute And um, I mean really, props to the Westworld people Because of all the things Like floating around on the internet They decided to go with uh, Rickrolling us so, Rickroll, You know, that that actually, it, it kind of, it, it's, it's tried and true, but it kind of came out of nowhere. Well, coming out of nowhere now, next
1: one up. I mean, I think a meme that now needs more attention and needs to make, you know, take over the Rickroll is the John Cena meme.
0: Oh, I could see that. But, you I, know, I, I'm surprised you've already tired of the uh, the Orange County choppers meme, because it seems like that's only a week or two old at this point. Is it? It, it, well, you know, in Trump's America, a week seems like a month, I know. A month, yeah. See, the thing about the Chopper guys,
1: I mean, I've seen them forever. You know, it seems like forever. So, you know, I, 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 when I saw it, I was like, okay, enough already, Jesus. So, <laughs> But but again, um, and then I, I, I will say, I will say, um, I am very pleased that I announced on Twitter that we needed the, uh, you know, Choppers and steamed hams, memes to cross to to become a mashup, and boom, courtesy of our friend John Carruthers on Twitter, we had it. We got it. No sooner said than boom, it was out there, and it was glorious. It was glorious, so that 's the kind of stuff that you only get by following Keith and I. On Twitter, so you got You know, you want to get it. You know, Keith and I have a very—we have small followings, but
0: they're a passionate following, and we get some good stuff out there. Great content, and that's all that matters—is that they're they're passionate. So, um, in, in addition to that, I think the the big news was, uh, you know, I, I mean, we we've been talking about this for a couple weeks since the season finale of uh, of Star Trek Discovery aired, and the Enterprise showed up, and Christopher Pike was uh, was name dropped. Um, you know, it seemed like it was it was pretty obvious. You know, the Enterprise was going to play some sort of a role in uh, in season two of Star Trek: Discovery, and uh, you know they even confirmed that. They said at least for the first you know two or three episodes, they're going to have you know an arc that does involve the Enterprise, and and because of that, it was a pretty good bet that Christopher Pike was going to show up. And I held out uh, hope that just in an effort to sort of you know sort of bridge the gap between the uh, the feuding movie and TV properties that. um, you know, they, they would uh, they would bring in like uh, they, they would bring in, you know, the, the cast from the movies and, uh, you know, bring in a Bruce Greenwood and have him play uh, Pike again. That is not going to happen, but I'm OK with that.
1: Well, the actor that they uh, cast to play Pike, I've seen some side by sides of him and the original actor, which whose name escapes me. now, Jeffrey Hunter. Yeah, Jeffrey Hunter, right. Um, You know, which is, I'm going to give them this. I mean, the casting on
0: Discovery has been pretty solid. Um, um, It it has, like, from the beginning when, uh, um, uh, you know, in in the first trailer, I think, they name dropped Sarek. So we knew that that was, you know, that that was the Vulcan that uh, Burnham was talking to. And they made no secret of the fact that, that it was going to be Sarek. And, like, from the beginning, I thought, yeah, I totally buy that.
1: Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'll give them their props for that. Um, I don't know. I mean, we we have talked about this before. We The sh- the showrunners had said at WonderCon that they are going to address certain things that have rankled um, Star Trek fans. Like the whole the technology bit, which
0: i hope I by know. addressing it they mean uh evan rachel wood is going to show up with a piano saying never going to give you up <laughs> and, and that's that's how they address it there there you go um,
1: but after that you know um it's uh, I, there's only so much territory you can cover at this point unless of course um they want to uh, see to me it, it i want to think that discovery is going to be that ship without a time you know cuz they've they easily dropped it into the mirror universe and had a nice story arc there mm-hmm. they've had it bouncing around time for you know for a bit um they they even when they finally come back to the regular you know our universe so to speak um they've moved ahead like 8 months in time which seems like there was something about that. I think they're going to play with that, too. It seems very odd that they would say that's what occurred. Yes, there were repercussions to it, what happened with the Klingon uh, Federation War and all that. But it's, um, it seems to me like maybe something else is going to come of it, too.
0: Um, oh, I, mean, I think they just know. wanted them to come back home and have things not be, you know, not be... You know, completely uh, copacetic. So I think that that's the only reason they did the time jump. I don't think there's anything uh, more to it than that.
1: Yeah, but it just seemed eight months seems somewhat I don't know arbitrary to me. you know that in eight months the the Federation could almost lose the entire war.
0: Well, you know with the uh, Klingons and their their cloaking technology and all that. I, I can yeah. see that. but right. we'll see I, I, you know they they said the uh, you know the Klingon war is all wrapped up so um you know i I don't think they're going to revisit that, but you're you're right that they may there may be other consequences that we you know just haven't haven't thought of yet,
1: so of course then. And- We we talk about enterprise and discovery crossing paths, and and we're guessing we'll see interactions of of the obvious thing after that is will uh, Spock and Michael Burnham have their interactions, which is the the first thing that people asked at that point because isn't
0: Spock uh, Pike's first in command? You know, I was putting some thought into that, and uh, I think uh, you know, I think it's supposed to be you know at, at the time when uh, spock would have been uh, um you know pike's first officer but that got me thinking you know okay so now we're 10 years or you know let let's say the klingon war obviously would have gone for a while so let let's just say 8 or 9 we're 8 or 9 years away from you know the events of the original series if Spike, uh, if, if Spock, I actually combine them for, for a second. If you're going to, if you're going to ship, uh, you know, Pike and, and, and Spock, it would be Spike. <coughs> Call him Spike. <laughs> um, <Or laughs> you know, Pock. Pock works too. Uh, if, if Spock is uh, Pike's first officer. So he's his first officer of the Enterprise for like eight or nine years. And then Kirk comes, uh, yeah, and he's yeah, he's first yeah. officer for eight, for you know like twenty years. After that, my God, what does Spock have to do to get a promotion? <laughs> you think Riker was bad?
1: <laughs> well, but, but yeah, that's true. That is true. Although, what was it? It was always Spock's thing, where it, it seemed because again, because he was Vulcan, he la- he didn't have the ambition, right? It wasn't that the th- they even talked about that in. Um, I think it was in Star wow. Trek too. Yeah. Yeah, Wrath of Khan, where where Kirk is, you know, when the, the whole incident with the Enterprise occurs, they need to go look into that, uh, That re- they have to undertake that rescue mission, and Kirk tells um, Spock, you know, this it's your ship, you know the crew, da-da-da-da. But Spock says, you seem to have this idea that I have ego or something, like you're trying to spare my ego, which I don't have. Um, yeah, it, it, it's not what he said. It, it's it's still, of- you know, even if yeah. you're...
0: Uh, even you're- if you're an emotionless vulcan uh, a good 30 years without a promotion that's going to rub you the wrong way Ah, and you'd be wondering where the logic behind that is as well yeah you'd be constantly thinking what i must have done something wrong (laughs) so maybe uh maybe that's not how we'll find spock
1: maybe we will find spock kind of in maybe uh, in in a lesser role yeah first officer as you know a science officer
0: yeah uh, that's that's kind of what what i'm thinking uh is Mm -hmm. you know that uh, it would make a lot more sense and i and i hope the writers actually put the put enough thought into this to come to this conclusion that he wouldn't be first officer he would be you know maybe on the enterprise but you know he's the helmsman or something can Vulcan's Drive well that's just racist <laughs> uh, on, on that note um after we uh, learn whatever Spock has been doing for the past few years on the enterprise Uh, We'll undoubtedly talk about it, and you'll want to hear it using your headphones from tweaked audio
1: where if you go to tweakedaudio.com, you're going to find headphones and earbuds with um, eight different features. You have both mic'd and non-mic'd, wireless and uh, and wired. uh, Different colors and styles used for gaming, for listening to music, for answering phone calls. Uh, My favorite are the uh, DJ-style headcans. Check out the ones that you like. There are different styles, different price points. Uh, You're looking at, let's say you're like, oh, I really like the slightly more expensive ones, but I don't think I can afford them. Well, guess what? You enter the code GCG at checkout. You're going to get 33% off those headphones, those earbuds. So, hey, guess what? They just became more affordable for you. GCG at checkout, 33% off and free worldwide shipping. So when you consider how much um, shipping alone can cost you for tech these days, that is a deal. So again, tweakedaudio.com, pick the style you want, enter the code GCG at checkout for 33% off and free worldwide shipping. No, you do not have to be an Amazon Prime member.
0: And uh, it's, uh, you know, free worldwide shipping anywhere in the world, but, uh, you know, only uh, places to planet Earth because uh, uh, apparently Vulcans can't drive. And not to the Alpha Quadrant. Right, yeah, and uh, yeah. once you get your your headphones and accessories from Tweaked Audio, you'll want to listen to some of the other fine podcasts on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Uh, Caffeinated Comics they uh, they're recapping the shenanigans at C two E two in their latest episode. Um, I, uh, I I went on Friday. Did you uh, Did you go to C two E two this year? I went on Saturday. Yeah, excellent. So between the two of us, we had two thirds of the weekend covered. Uh, I was, I, I, let's just say I, there were shenanigans to be had. Yes, yes, there were. On the Dishing Bitches, speaking of shenanigans, they're counting down the top things that will lead to divorce. So it's like Casey Kasem, except even more angry. <laughs> and are they uh, changing, the will, uh, changing the wills? You know, I before... certainly hope so. And on the yeah. fake news fairy tale, I'm tackling the, uh, the FBI raid on Michael Cohen's office.
1: Ooh, uh, uh, was uh, was there a a writ of of cons-
0: uh, what, do, what do you call warrants in uh, in fairy tales? You know, and- I, I kind of like writ. Yeah, writ. I, I know. Right. I know the uh, instead of the FBI, it's the inquisitors,
1: the inquisitors. Yes. Oh, OK, so it's a writ of inquisition that was signed off by by the. Um, by the, the chief inquisitor that was, who was also appointed by the king. You've pretty much just
0: recited the entire Fake News fairy tale.
1: <laughs> wow, I should write
0: one of these. <laughs> you should, yeah. <laughs> it would be a lot easier for me.
1: Yeah, but, you're, you know, but you have all that great voice talent that does the does does story. I should know.
0: I used to be one. Um, <laughs> and you, you probably will be again one day. Um, yeah, it, it's the uh, it, it's the writing things. that I, I was telling someone uh, today the the fact that the top story of the week is always Trump related is really starting to really starting to wear me down. Uh, it's can, can it's we,
1: wearing us all down.
0: Can, can we can we find like aliens on another planet or something something bigger than than whatever Trump tweeted?
1: Well, Kim, yeah, well, you, you, you have to do the fairy tale about the king that sent out the declaration that he was going to attack another kingdom with his smart catapults. But then, and then later on, sent the declaration that, well, maybe we'll do it later or not at all. You really, you really should write one of these things. <laughs>
0: they are a lot of fun. So, you know, if you haven't checked them out, seriously, check them out. Well, thank you for that plug. Um so speaking of uh, of writing things and then rewriting stuff that other people have written uh Simon Pegg has been making the rounds because of uh, Ready Player 1 he plays a big role in that movie and uh naturally because uh because uh you know he's he's also a small part of the Star Wars universe people have asked him about uh, you know what did you think of the the last Jedi and uh, he dropped a little nugget that J.J. Uh, Abrams had a very different plan in mind for Rey's lineage. And uh, she was actually, you know, apparently supposed to be related to someone, not no one. Uh, so it seems a little bit more likely that, uh, you know, the whole, uh, the, the whole Kylo Ren, uh, you're nobody bombshell will get retconned in episode nine. Well, here's a couple things.
1: I read that. Um, I've also read all the reaction to it, and there's certain things that uh, uh, I've been a fan of Simon Pegg's for a while, but there are times when he kind of just rankles me because, of course, during that interview where he talked about how J.J. Abrams had, you know, an idea, and I mean, when you look at it, I mean, let's be honest, when you look at it. Um JJ was heavily uh, implying that Rey was part part of the Skywalker lineage, okay? The whole thing what, what Luke's lightsaber, right? It belonged to Luke Skywalker's father, was passed to him and now it goes to you.
0: Yeah, she she uh, uh, you know, she pretty much said it. So Yeah, so we're like, "What? What? What?" Okay, fine. And then um but then
1: we also got a little bit of insight as to how the the trilogy is being produced, a sequel trilogy, which is it's there is no overarching. There was no overarching uh, plot for the three movies. It was just one guy does it. Then the guy in the middle picks it up. They say it was kind of like uh, passing the baton in a in a relay race, and then the guy in the middle gives it, hands it off to the third. Um, so uh, Ryan Johnson thought, okay, this is really cool what JJ um, set up, but I want to go in a different direction with it, which is fine. You know, everyone was complaining that the JJ Abrams movies were too much like the classic films, yeah. so we needed something completely different, right? So Ryan Johnson does his thing, supposed to pass it off to Colin Trevorrow. And wow, Colin Trevorrow was having a hard time sticking that landing, you know, to the point where it seemed like, you know, Disney, Kathleen Kennedy, Lucasfilm. They were not happy with what he was coming up with.
0: Well, in fairness to Colin Trevorrow, apparently uh, Disney and Kathleen Kennedy were just in a firing mood at the time. Oh, yeah. No, there was a lot going on there. If you were a director, watch out. Uh huh. Um, so
1: they brought JJ back, and now which unfortunately it introduces these things, as you're saying, where with episode nine JJ could retcon the whole bit
0: with Ray quote unquote being nobody. And, and you could um, you could actually very easily do that. I don't know that it even rises to the level of, of retconning it because you know in that in that situation, I I don't know that, that Kylo is a reliable source for that. Well, they were saying the same thing about Darth Vader
1: in uh, Empire Strikes Back.
0: But, and if they, if, they were, if they were going to, you know, make sure that they aren't repeating, you know, what, what happened in the, in the previous stories, then, it, you know, it, it would make a lot of sense to say, well, you know, Darth Vader is telling the truth, but Kylo Ren, you know, he's worse than Darth Vader, so he's not telling the truth. He's, he's a liar. Because, you know, Darth Vader, he, he drew the line at uh, lying about people's families. Kylo, he doesn't. <laughs>
1: And kind of like invading your 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 uh, your subconscious and kind of psychically raping you that's you know
0: what are you gonna do? that that was uh, yeah. one of the that was one of the Star Trek next generation movies yeah that one too
1: so um, so with so and then Simon Pegg also says in in, in his interview that now that he's a, a part of Star Wars, he just doesn't feel the same way about it. Because there were no surprises for him. He was in it, but now he's like, oh, he almost wishes he wasn't. I'm like, oh, God, dude, give me a break already. You know? I'm like so tired of this whole fan, you know, this fanboy, I love Star Wars, I love this bit, but now, oh, I wish I hadn't done that, you know? It's, I will. I mean, on on the other hand, I do kind of get what he was saying in that in that in that um, in that bite in that sound bite because I remember um, you know because I I know folks who work at Lucasfilm work for the Star Wars folks and and I remember having a conversation with Andy Gutierrez she's the co-host of the Star Wars show and we were talking at C2E2 actually a couple years ago and saying how what it's like when you work for Lucasfilm and the folks who kind of pretty much make the sausage or you know so on because it's it's like the whole you now know how the magic trick is done and when you start when you decide to interview to work for them it's like do you want to know how they make the magic do you want to know how the trick is because after that you're going to be spoiled there are there will be no more surprises for you so you know. do you take the red pill or the blue pill or the blue pill, right? So that's up to each person. You know, I'm of the opinion, I'm like, ah, oh, you know what? I, I kind of think I don't want to be behind the curtain anymore. You know, I don't want to know how they, make the, how they do the magic trick because there is so much of it that I enjoy just as a fan that I would lose being part of the production side so eh. now back to the issue of, of episode 9 and what J.J. Abrams could do and, and this whole arguing over you know Ray's lineage and this whole thing with Simon Pegg you know saying this that and the other you know that's another it's kind of like what's going on right now in Star Wars in general in Star Wars fandom is we're now finding. These two separate camps, you know, uh, you know, you had the camps of the folks who loved the Force Awakens and they hated the Last Jedi, and they're the other ones that just they thought the, the the Force Awakens was was derivative, and they loved the Last Jedi, and then they're the ones that say I can't stand any of that, but Rogue One was awesome, and then you're <laughs> gonna have right, then you're gonna have the new Star Wars, the Solo movie, where and I'll admit I'm kind of like throwing fuel into this fire too, where it's you know. The, uh, Alden Amarak, you know, is he great or this other kid that that was in a uh, in, uh, um, 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 uh, Tale of Adeline? The, the one kid Age of Adeline, was, uh, Age of Adeline. Thank you. Who was a uh, who was a uh, the, the uh, uh, in uh, in uh, uh, the I'm young Harrison Ford the young Harrison Ford I want to call him Gruber but I know it's not it's not it's In Gruber In Gruber, in Gruber that's the kid's name who was a young Harrison Ford who I thought man this kid would have been great as a young Han Solo but then they're like ah but someone doing a Harrison Ford impersonation through the whole movie it's going to grow old after after a while and then I want to go and then it seem to grow old when when um, um, what's his face was doing in Men in Black 3 you know um, <laughs> uh, um, um, Josh Brolin was doing his Tommy Lee Jones imitation through that whole movie no one seemed to complain then and so it's like the back and forth back and forth but it's with Star Wars fans now it's no longer about enjoying the movies or having fun discussing them it's we've turned into two angry sects,
0: you know well that's uh, that's pretty much uh, all of society at this point thank you mr. Zuckerberg
1: but It's like, remember when you could just talk about things and have fun talking about them and debating them, you know, and not and not people getting all angry about it, you know, because for me, I, I will admit I had the I've backed off a lot on these things, you know, um, to me, you're, you're going to hear it. You're You're going to hear it now. All right. Star Wars is no longer my religion. It just isn't it can't be because if it's going to be my religion, like real religion, it's just going to make me bitter
0: and angry. <laughs> and you don't want so, that. If you I, if you I, wanted that, you'd actually do it for a living. I, I would. <laughs> so
1: I don't know what's going to happen in episode nine. You know, JJ Abrams could you know retcon the whole thing, and freaking Simon Pegg will will appear in episode nine. Thus, you know do, you know pissing on his whole. Oh, I wish I hadn't been in Star Wars before. Blah 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 blah. You know, all I know is at this point, I'm just I just don't have fun with it as much like I used to. I just don't. Well, that's a shame it is so which is why i need star trek discovery to have a young spock who's just like
0: a science officer like in training oh i, I think he's uh he's uh you know he's the navigator and he's like uh um you know he, he's he's basically uh, what Chekhov was in the original series where he's the he's the young guy that everybody pats on the head
1: or like like Jordy was an in, in next generation, right?
0: Yeah, pretty much the same guy. Uh, you know, my prediction for a Star Wars episode nine, there would be a big reveal, and it'll turn out Ray's uh, father was Dexter Jetster. 81.
1: The preceding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes. Stitcher Radio and at Radio Misfits.com.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Cabotron.